0: Welcome to Moms in the Hub podcast, the one and only podcast for Lubbock Moms. I share mom fells, discuss trending mom topics, and highlight amazing parents in the 806. So grab a drink and join me as we navigate motherhood in the hub city. Make sure to leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hello, I'm your host, Danae Hooks. I'm an author, speaker, Love It Moms Contributor, and Chaos Coordinator to three amazing kids. Happy August and happy back to school. Moms in the Hub is officially back for a new season. I did take a little hiatus over the summer because I am working full-time from home and in the office, and then of course the kids were, all the kids were home this summer. So Now that they're back, I want to talk about school routines, do a little catch up with our lives, and hopefully hear back from some of you after this episode airs about what you're doing for back to school. I will have to say that during the summer, I lived in a very emotional state because I was very busy getting our Make-A-Wish Gala prepared, so I was working a ton, so I went from... My kids need to go back to school now before I lose it to the kids are growing up too fast. Time is slipping away. This has all gone by in a blink of an eye. So I was back and forth in my emotions. But it really did feel like summer was very short. And it seems like it's just getting shorter and shorter. So getting back in routine for our entire family and for myself and my husband has been definitely a challenge. However, I crave routine. I've been craving a routine, and I think the kids do better, I do better, and just our house runs smoother when we have some things established and already planned out. So I want to chat about those in a minute, and then I want to talk about some other um, tips and tricks that have come in by our listeners from the South Plains region and from the Momune. But first, I want to do a little catch-up. I don't have a lot to talk about from this summer because, like I said, I was so busy working, but um, Hannah Hannah did have a difficult summer. She She unfortunately had a lot of seizures this summer, and we did take her to Houston to her doctors and discussed what was going on, and then she had to go into the hospital at one point because of so many seizures. So it was definitely a hard summer for her, and then Hadley was just... Hadley. She would go to my in-laws some of the time and then she would actually go to the office with me some of the time, which was nice because she had her own desk and was very excited. So I got her new coloring books and kind of new activity books and packed a lot of snacks because she was asking for one every five minutes. But I think that was kind of fun for her to be able to go to mommy's work and, and kind of do her own thing and have that time with us together. Even though I was working, it was still just me and her in the office. So that was great. And then Hudson did have a little bit more of an exciting summer. He went to church camp um, with our church live oak to Glorietta in New Mexico. And this year we had my nephew come down and join him. And they are basically best friends. They are 10 months apart in the same grade. And they were just very both excited to, to have that experience together and to have that time together. I think they ended up having a total of 10 days together, which was great for both of them. And Hudson also had some exciting um, things happen this summer. He was cast for a Flatland Calvary music video. So in June, he and I drove to Spur, Texas, and he filmed for a couple of days for the video. And then that video came out last week. Um, It's their newest one called Last American Summer, and he is the teenage boy in the video. So that was very exciting. And the director wants to do more projects with him, so he's got some other stuff hopefully coming up in the next year or so that, um, he can add to his resume. He was excited for his first paid gig and it kind of made him realize even more that acting is what he wants to do and directing. He liked watching the whole process and being part of that. So I was very excited for him. And of course he started high school last week, which is, I don't even know how to put it into words, all the feelings that this mom is having, because I mean, it's, I only have four years left with him and then he's off to college and he's out of my house and it's just so sad but I'm also very excited for his future so it's just I'm just an emotional wreck basically <laughs> so it's been a a different summer full of emotion and we have some making up to do as far as like family time and some trips and stuff so we hopefully this fall when we have some days off we can we can do some fun stuff. And then, of course, I have some exciting news because over this summer, myself, Stephanie Turner, and Chelsea Anders all became um, owners to Lubbock Moms. Chelsea was the original owner, founder of Lubbock Moms, and then now we all three are partners in this endeavor. I am still in charge of the podcast. That's my domain. And Stephanie is doing a ton of stuff. I can't even begin to list all that she's doing, and Chelsea as well. But there's nothing like being in business with your best friends. So I hope that we can bring all these exciting things to our listeners, to our followers, to the momune, and just really just establish this connection between moms in the South Plains and make our village, our people, our parent resources even bigger and better than they've ever been before. So I'm excited about the future. What I'm not excited about... <laughs> <laughs> these next two weeks, while we establish these crazy routines, but in all seriousness, I want to talk about the things that we do at our home that helps, and then also share some other tips and trip tips and tricks from listeners. But I do have my tried and true go tos, and the number one thing is bedtime routine, not just from the kids, but for myself and my husband as well, because I know this year bedtimes were all over the place. I think. Hadley was going to bed at 10, Hudson was going to bed at 1, Everybody. Hadley was still getting up early, but Hudson would sleep till noon, so just getting back into the swing of things. Um, and I have to say, I was very, very lax on what time they got up, because if they were sweep, sleeping quietly in the rooms, that meant I was able to get some work done. Um, but so about, I don't know, two weeks before school started, we kind of started tapering down on the, the bedtime and what time they needed to go to bed. I didn't do so well with trying to wake them up earlier than usual because, like I said, I mean, it was, on my part, it was easier. <laughs> but bedtime routine, establishing that is a big one. And so I'm ready to just, just to get it established and have it be our daily thing. Um, I think for adults is important too. I, I want to be in bed by a certain time and I want to be up by a certain time to have a little bit of quiet time before the chaos ensues. My husband gets up at 4:45 so it's important for him to have a bedtime routine otherwise he needs a nap. <laughs> and I say this jokingly but he really does. Um we as- we were talking about this the other day and he's a big napper. Of course going to bed at 10 and waking up at 4:45 he would want to take a nap at the end of the day. I cannot nap. If I take a nap then I am worthless the rest of the day. Like I'm not one of those people who can lay down for like 30 minutes and then wake up all you know, rested and ready to take on another eight hours. If I lay down, then you will not see me the rest of the day. It's over. He, on the other hand, can lay down for like 20 minutes and be rested. But we talked, we kind of like jokingly got in a fight the other day about he needs to take a nap to be a better person and I need to sleep in on Saturdays to be a better person. And even though he doesn't understand why I like to sleep in on Saturdays and I don't understand why he likes to take a nap in order for us to make it through this relationship <laughs> those are some things that need to happen so bedtime routine number 1 number 2 and i'm probably going to get like pushback from this cuz i always do from my mom friends but meal prep and meal planning i've been yelling it from the mountaintops for years because as much as the pain in the butt it is as it is to go grocery shopping sit there for five hours or whatever and cook all these meals for the week, breakfast, lunches, it is a lifesaver because the last thing you want to do on Monday morning when everybody's scrambling to get up, trying to figure out where everybody goes is figure out what's for breakfast. So if you already have something made, then it makes it so much smoother in the mornings. And then when everybody's getting home, doing their homework, taking baths, just preparing for the next day and also having downtime because we need that too, the last thing you want to do is spend an hour in the kitchen cooking. So at least have a few meals prepped for the week just to make it easier on yourself. And it also is easier on your budget because you're not calling in that pizza or going to Rose's Cafe. And it's easier on your waistline because you're not calling in that pizza or going to Rose's Cafe. So take the time to meal prep. I will share some more tips on our Instagram page about how I meal prep um, in the weeks to come just to give you ideas. And you know figure out what works for you because I, for one, ideally think that just doing 10 meals for the entire month um, is what works best. I listened to a podcast a couple months ago and it, and it just made so much sense to me. It was a lot of aha moments that talked about the more routine you have, the more things you already have figured out for your day, then it's less brain power that you have to use. And it's more brain power you can use on something else, like whether it's your job or something like a passion project or a hobby. So that really resonated with me because I don't want to think about what's for dinner. I don't want to think about what I have to get at the store. I don't want to think about the hours it's going to take. So if I just pick 10 meals and recycle them for a couple of weeks, That's all we get are those 10 meals, and I'm just making the same recipes. And if your family gets tired of it, then they can learn how to cook or they can make a sandwich. But I always try to make extra whenever I am meal prepping, so that way I can put one in the fridge and one in the freezer, which is super helpful. So you just have to buy extra ingredients, and then you can just double up on your meals. So I strongly suggest meal prepping and meal planning for the week. Number three, family calendar. I know everything is done on Outlook calendar or Google calendar, um, and I have Outlook that I use every single day for work, but I love to have a big family calendar in the kitchen that is color-coded and shows everybody what is going on for the whole month. So my husband and I always sit down on the first day of the month and plan out everything. Um, He travels a lot. He's in Kansas City this week. I was in Amarillo last week, and then I will be in El Paso at the end of this week. So it's very important for us to have everything on the calendar because if my in laws come in, or the babysitter comes in, or the nurse comes in, then they know exactly where everybody is and what's going on. So we sit down, fill out the entire calendar. Of course, things do and will come up, and then things will get canceled. So we just, you know, change it accordingly. But just having that color coded. Visual up there in the kitchen kind of helps everybody. So I really recommend doing a family calendar. Number four, get the clothes ready. We both do the laundry in this house now, and we like to have everything cleaned and put up by Sunday. And then I like to get all the girls' outfits prepared. I don't get Hudson's outfits prepared just because he's a teenager and he like rolls out of bed and grabs whatever at this point. But Hannah likes to pick out her clothes and Hadley likes to pick out her clothes. So if we can sit together and pick out five outfits for the week and they're already folded, you know, in in their room somewhere. If I'm traveling and my husband knows what to grab, it makes it easier on him. And it's just one less thing that you have to think about in the morning. So go ahead and get those clothes set out. Like I said before, Sam gets up and goes to the gym at five o'clock every morning. So he has his workout clothes laid out in the bathroom So it's easy for him to grab what he's wearing. He's making less noise because I'm not up at that time. And it also holds him accountable um, because they're already out and it's not an excuse not to go to the gym. So have those clothes laid out. Okay, my last and final tip that I wouldn't necessarily say that we do it. We've done it in the past. Um, We used to do it very well. And then the last couple of years, we've not done well. But something that I want to reestablish within our family and that's having a no technology night. I'm just becoming more and more aware as the days go by of the limited time that we have together, the limited time that my kids are going to be under my roof. So I just want to take steps to make more core memories, um, more family time. And so have a night where we just do not look at our devices. We do not have the phones on. We do not have the TV on. We do not have a Kindle or an iPad or a computer. When we did this very well, when the kids were smaller, my family knew on Tuesday nights not to call us because we weren't answering the phone unless it was an absolute emergency, but they knew that we were having family time and we weren't using our phones that night. But of course, as the kids get older and we rely on them to use those things and they are on those things, it's, it makes it a lot harder to stick to that. So I really want to establish that routine again. So we could just kind of have a reset, um, and have some good family time together, where it's just slower paced and we're not dependent on on what the latest thing is on social media or what our friends are texting us or what email is coming through for work. I will admit that this summer, my biggest babysitter was a screen. It was technology for my kids. And, you know, we're not getting that time back. So I want to make sure that we, we establish that routine in this family, this school year and beyond. So I want to Put that out there in the universe so I can hold myself accountable for it, for it as well. Okay, those are my back-to-school tips, but I'm also going to share some that came in from the Momune and our listeners. Um, prepare meals and snacks. We kind of went over the meals, but also if your kids go to um, – usually the younger elementary kids have snack time and water bottles and stuff that they keep at their desk, so having those prepared really helps. I just think as a rule in general, anything that you can have prepared the night before just makes the mornings go so much easier. And then let's see. Oh, establish a homework routine, which we have never done. And I don't know why we haven't done it, but to designate a spot of where you do homework and kind of when it's expected, like whether it's like right when you get home or maybe take an hour break and then get to it. I think when older kids, with older kids, especially, that's something to have because I work from home and I like to have a clear space, a clean space where I know that that when I sit down, it's time to get work done. Um, So of course, why would your kids not want to have that? Um, Another thing is communicate with teachers. And something I didn't mention earlier that I did last year is I had a folder for each kid because there's so many papers that come home about, you know, bake sales or when to wear what shirts or especially for a first grader, like all the routines that you're establishing. So it's nice to have a designated spot for all those papers. So I have each kid that has a folder. So make an area where you have those papers and then communication with the teachers. Establish that relationship right off the bat and, you know, let them know if there are any concerns within your family or for your child or, you know, just things that would be helpful. I remember when I was teaching, you know, you learn as you go. But if, you know, parents had come to me and told me things beforehand, then maybe I would have handled things differently or would have been privy to those things like in advance and could have, you know, helped the student even earlier than, you know, what I could have when I found out in the classroom. So communication with teachers, limit screen time, which I mean, I can't really. Get on to my kids about this because I'm just as guilty, my husband and I both. So, I think for the entire family in general, that's a good rule is to limit screen time and have a time when you check out when you're turning off the screens so you can start kind of winding down. Um, which, like I said, I'm guilty of, and I need to, um, I need to probably stop looking at a screen until 9.59 and then go into bed at 10. Encourage independence that is a good one. I'm especially bad at that one because I think if I can do it, I can do it faster. I can do it better. And it's not really doing anything for my kids. It's not helping them in any way. So if I let my kids kind of maybe pack their own snacks, pack their own lunch, be responsible for getting things together um, at their own pace, kind of figure out what works best for them, then I think that it puts them way ahead of the game. So I need to be better about that as well. And then a really, really good one that I like is practice safety precautions so remind your kids about safety rules such as looking both ways before crossing the street not talking to strangers um you know if they're taking the bus kind of rules on the bus to help with the whoever's driving or just all around safety for that transportation of course we have things now that we have to worry about like Unfortunately, things that go on in schools like active shooters and stuff. So I think that's always an important topic. I know that when we bring that stuff up with my son, it makes him really anxious. So I have to go about it in a way that's you know, um, very aware of of his emotions and how he reacts to things. But but we have to have that conversation because if they were ever in a situation, you want them to know what to do and how to get help and how to help themselves. So I think always having that conversation repeatedly. Is necessary. Um, stay positive. Yes, we definitely can have moments during the school year where we're not positive. So I think that's an important one. And limit over scheduling. I feel like this is across the board our lives all the time. We always have tons of stuff going on. And I know some families that do like a hard role where their kid can only be involved in one thing Each child can only be involved in one thing at a time. And I think that's a great role because, I mean, if you overschedule, then everybody's exhausted and you're running and going and it just adds stress. So, you know, maybe consider doing something like that. And then, of course, the last one that we got that came in was practice time management, which there are a million things that you can do for that. Um, Apps, again, then you're looking at a screen. So just kind of figure out what works best for you and your kids. And, of course, We all know that like routines take time. So if you stay with it long enough, then it just becomes part of your day. So I think the most important thing from this whole conversation is patience and give yourself some grace. Nobody has to do every single thing. Um, Just figure out what works best for you and your family. And I would say don't adopt every single um, tip and trick that I just talked about. Maybe just do two or, or one even until you get you know, get that established within your family and within your home. But that's all I've got today for this first back to school episode. I'm very excited about the season. I have a couple of doctors coming on. We're going to talk about men's health, um, women's health, and then I have some finance episodes coming up. I know with the state of our economy right now that a lot of people are struggling with rising prices. So, you know, here at Love It Moms, we want to have guests on who are experts in things that that we care about, things that would help us with our family, with our finances, with our friends, with our health. So I'm excited about this season and all the people that are coming on the show to talk um, and have that discussion with me. So like always, please reach out if you have any suggestions about different discussions we could have on Moms in the Hub podcast or if you want to share some tips or tricks, or if you want to come on and talk about something important that you're an expert at or you just feel very passionate about, I would love for you to reach out at danae at lbkmoms.com. And a kid just dropped something in the kitchen and broke it, so I've got to go. I will be back in a couple weeks with a brand new episode and more to discuss. So have a wonderful week and have a wonderful school year. See you next time thank you so much for listening to moms in the hub podcast if you enjoyed the show please share it on instagram and don't forget to tag us have a wonderful week today's episode is brought to you by umc health system for more information go to www.umchealthsystem.com.